0: Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine
1: forth. forth. Yes, Lord. Hmm.
2: Yes, glory to God,
1: hallelujah. be as ke arabso prete te telia se parigara bote e livreti me o setali arababoso preteli mekatmos te pio sivantia garta telia me te te keti la make to bless her to make you have vent avrontel me blessed. ev te mi from me to bless to femme me for me to bless her. I am the blesser. I am blessed. I am the blessed one. I am the blessed one. And I have come to bless her. I have come to bless her. I have come with great blessings. I have come with great blessings. I have come with great blessings. For I am a mystery. I am a mystery. I am a mystery. I will make you mystery. I will make you mystery. I I will make you a mystery like I am like I am like I am that you will be called by my name that you will be called by my name I have brought great blessing I have brought great blessing it is great mercy it is great mercy it is great mercy for I have brought blessing for I am the blessed one and I have come to bless I have come to bless I have come to bless
0: Jesus you came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross my death You pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord. I lift your name, Lord. I lift your name. On high I, oh, Lord, I love to sing your praise. I love to sing your praise oh and so glad you're in my life, I'm so glad you're in my life, and I'm so glad you came to say us, so glad. came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. the cross to the grave, and from the grave to the sky, Lord, I need your name. Amen.
2: Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Good evening, everybody. God bless you. Hope you're doing fine. Praise the Lord. Please welcome somebody. Say, I'm happy to see you. Uh Aha, so you're blessed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay, let's open our Bibles. Let's see. to summarize, I, um, praise God. Last Wednesday, do you, any of you remember what we thought last Wednesday? You remember? Okay, you want to summarize it for us? Give, give it to Wesley, Wesley, please, quickly. You know what I mean? Because
3: of time, so um, <coughs> can cut it short in righteousness. <laughs> I think uh, on Wednesday mm. um, there was a continuation from what we've been seeing about um, um, the two witnesses. Okay. Uh, we were we were at um, Revelations chapter eleven. Um, you were what you were trying to show us on Wednesday was that. He says I would give uh, power to my two witnesses, so you began to show that there are two in terms of law and the prophet, but there are also two in terms of their, their witnesses that prophesy in the sanctuary mm-hmm. and witnesses that prophesy in the, um, holy in the holiest of all, which is the most holy place and um, we just, just, just a really quick summary. We we went to um, Zechariah chapter four, um, where you were showing. Um, you focused on the witnesses in the sanctuary, and how um, what um, that thing that thing of witness is. Um, is um, you were talking about eyes, how that is uh, that is the inheritance that a man actually gets. Mm-hmm. That um, what makes what makes one who is separated a priest is that the person has not only been taught by the candlestick which is the menorah in the holy in the holy place um, but the person has also inherited the light you used light you used i that the menorah actually gives and that's what that's that's the inheritance so what you were showing us um, is that you 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 went to acts and you showed us the um, the commission of Paul how um, is to is to open the eyes turn them from darkness to light from the power of Satan unto God um, that they would receive forgiveness of sins yeah. and an inheritance um, um, amongst them that are sanctified and you you said that that inheritance is the eye that you actually get that makes you a priest that makes you that makes you know how to um how to move or how to how to touch not the unclean thing per se that's um that's what you were that's what you were showing but um you know what what we ended with was that um even that that's inheritance that you get in the sanctuary um, um amongst the saints um it can also be killed um by the beast that will arise out of the bottomless pit. um so you were showing uh, that y- 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 that we don't only have to inherit the, or we don't only have to come into the um, the inheritance of the witnesses in the sanctuary, yeah. but we have to also go further. That there's another witness, it's called two olive trees um, that's, that stand um, before the God of the earth. Um, that's, those are the ones that actually, when it comes to saving a man fully, that's actually the witness a man has to inherit. And if you stop at the sanctuary, yes, you've You've moved forward, you've done something, you are saved, but when that beast arrives, he has power to kill that two, wit- two witnesses in the sanctuary. Um, but you finished off um, when he says, um, after three days, it says that the Spirit of God entered into them, and then they arose again, so, and they, the Spirit of life from God, and they got life again. So um, it was just, just, just showing the demarcations of inheritance one gets in terms of um, witness which is what we get, to, we started off how, what it means to the soul, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, Uncle John, Annie, everybody spoke about what it means to the soul, so um, you, you were just able to show us the demarcation and how important is this not to stop at the sanctuary, but go into the one in the, holy, in the holiest of all. Praise God. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. That's
2: And very concise. Amen. Okay, I want someone else to summarize what he just summarized. So, what he just summarized, he summarized it to us with scripture language, right? He summarized the scripture uh, journey that we took right now. Then what he summarized, the same thing with soul language. Oh, any, okay. Praise <laughs> God. Right. okay The exact same thing he said, but just, we'll just say it in terms of the soul. the soul, so
4: that. All right. Uh-huh. Um, there were some things you said. Mm-hmm. i was sorry, I will make reference to you. Okay, sir. Um, you said, "Is a difference between the manu- manual ministering to you and the light you are carrying. Okay. So the whole essence is that the light you carry in your soul. Our mm-hmm. efficient prayer tells us that the eyes of your, so every time there's a ministration coming, like by a priest, mm. like like uh, Uncle Jeff. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so us right now in these times, when the priest ministers, the man, when the saints man ministers <laughs> by the Lord, <laughs> <laughs> the light. There's a light is teaching by, and this where we, this the This is where the problem is. Is that sometimes we run on that light instead of the light that has become our light. So there is a process by which that manorah light mm. must become oil in our vessel. I think in the, um, the story of the, the virgins mm. that you've even taught that didn't have oil in their vessel. Mm. So that that light, the ministration must become the eyes mm. of our understanding. Mm. And we have to journey into all these things through the, we saw that even the oil inside the uh, in the in the sun in the holy yes, place, and needs oil help mm-hmm. from so ministrations can be coming. But the emphasis is that what eyes are you still using to judge in your life? In in he um, also said in Paul um, when Paul's commission, he says saving him from the people mm-hmm. and um, um, from the people which he will send them and unto the sure gentiles. So, percent but. We know that those two people, those people are people that use a type of light. Mm-hmm. So, in the end of the conversation, I, I, I'm, I can just stay in this place because I, I feel like in terms of soul, mm-hmm. soul conversation, the emphasis for me was that, that beast, that seven heads. If you are just a saint that has the eyes mm-hmm. of the holy place, you might not be able to withstand his wiles. You need a higher, you, you need your eyes to be upgraded by more help or ministrations from from the spirit so i, I feel like that was the only little
2: yes okay yes sir
3: sorry sir and he open the door <laughs> <laughs> i just like to, yeah. to walk yes sir why you not to walk <laughs> he has opened he, it. he spoke about um i um, but I remember one of the things you spoke about on Wednesday was that every man is born um, with an eye, a regular eye we used to use. And uh, you were demarcating between the light in the court, which is the sun, Mm -hmm. which is what every man is governed by. Um, And then there's one in the holy place, which is the one priests are governed by. And that um, I think when you were speaking about eye, like Jesus said, that the light of the body, he said that the body is the heart, that the light is the eye. And that is what men generally lives by. And that, um, you know, the God of this world, he has taken over some things and he has has imparted onto, um, he has given men specifically the eyes that he wants them to use to live. So no matter what man can do, man is living by a specific kind of light. Or I. When you're separated, as in um, Levites, um, you're separated to come and learn something, but you are still governed by the sun or governed by that eye. So you are not, you are not really safe. Um, you are separated to a degree, um, but um, where, where the goal is, is to go in, into the um, holy place and start living by another eye. So um, that is the door, I believe. <laughs> I just wanted to follow that thing about eye and separation of, you know, the yes, sun, you yes. spoke about the sun, you spoke about the menorah, then he spoke about the um, two olive um, in the most holy place. So, it's just different eyes that man has to actually inherit, and that's what you live by. Yes. yes. Praise
2: the Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Um, okay, I want us to look, look a bit more at... Um, the that that inward eyes the the inward eyes of the soul, and let's see if we can. Um, that's what I'm just sensing my heart. To um, the Lord can help us to add more, maybe a bit more description um, of of that inheritance. Praise the Lord um, within within our soul. Amen. Amen. Um. Let us read. Thank you Jesus. Glory to God. Revelation chapter 11. Revelation chapter 11 verse verse 11. Revelation eleven eleven, are you there? Are you there? Say Amen. amen. It says and after three days that and and half after three days and a half the spirit of life from God entered into them and they stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon them which, which saw them. Praise God. Amen. Amen. That the spirit of what? The spirit of life from God. The spirit of life from God entered into them and they stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon them. Thank you, Jesus. Now, so this was, this spirit of life that came into them was another you can call it like another spirit, right? Before, um, when they, the life which they had before, because if they were killed, there was a life they had before, right? And the life which they had before was also, um, it was also a spiritual life, or it was a life according to a spirit. Praise God. It was a life according to what? a spirit. And in fact, it was that life that was the, it was the, the generator of their prophecy, right? Remember when John went to worship before the angel, the angel said, do not worship, here, yeah, but rather worship God for, he said that, um, one place he said that we have your brethren, the prophet, and of them that have what, the testimony of what, of Jesus, praise God. And then he, he said that the, the testimony of Jesus also is the word spirit of prophecy. Yeah. That the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of what, of prophecy. So, so these um, four living creatures, sorry, what am I saying? These two witnesses, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> these two witnesses, they were, um, they were prophets. You can see that they are prophets actually. In, if you go to verse three he says, "And I will give power unto my two witnesses and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth then he began to speak about who they are so these two witnesses are so they are prophets so and of course every every prophet is a carrier of spirit like the main purpose of Give of prophecy is for the giving of spirit or for the transfer of spirit. Amen. And so, and prophecy is also generated by his spirit. Praise the Lord. So, what our what angel said is that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So, the, the testimony, the testimony is the spirit of prophecy. So, whenever you see prophet of the testimony, prophesying. They are actually prophesying by a spirit. And that spirit which they are prophesying by is actually the testimony of which they are prophesying. So the testimony is actually a spirit. The testimony is a spirit of prophecy. Amen. Now it's very clear that these witnesses are witnesses of a testimony. Every Every witness, the word witness, a witness is somebody who gives a testimony, even in the court of law, right? That's the same thing. You receive testimony from a witness. A witness is that which he who testifies, of that which he has seen. What he has seen is what he testifies, praise God. So these two witnesses, it's very clear that they are, they are holders of a testimony, Right? And so out of that testimony, that testimony which they hold is the spirit of their prophecy. Aha, you see that. So the testimony which they have, the testament which they have is the what? Is the spirit of their prophecy. So in summary, the, the, the pro, their prophecy um, has to do with, it has to do with the, okay, let, let's, let's keep tracing the word testimony, testament. Test, witness is when someone is a witness, two witnesses, they are witness to a testament, right? Because if the witnesses give testimony, then what they are testifying, what they testify is a testament. Do you agree? So if witnesses give testimony, what they testify is a testament. And then also we know that a testament, when a testament is then received by somebody, it becomes a covenant. That's why they exchange New Testament or New Covenant in the Bible. New Covenant or New Testament. New Covenant or New what? Or New Testament. New Covenant or New Testament. You see that exchanged in the Bible. Praise God. Then the Lord said, when he was giving the new, the, 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 in, the, in, the, um, in the Lord's Supper on the table, the communion table, he said that this is the New Testament in my blood. Right, The New Testament in my blood, or if it's the New Testament in my blood, he's saying it's the New Testament in my life. Are you seeing that? So it's very clear that what, what blood contains is life. Right. And if blood contains life, um, then and blood means, and Jesus said blood contains testament. It means that life is testament or testament spiritually means the record of life. Yes. Does that make sense? Is that, is that acceptable? Is an acceptable flow of logic scripturally. Praise God. So it means that the... So it's very clear that the spirit of life from God is the spirit of a testament from God. Right? The spirit of life from God which came into them is the spirit of a what? Of a testament or the spirit of a testimony from God. Which means that what happened to them when they were, when they were raised up is they were rising into another season of witness or another season of prophecy. Are you seeing that? Because of the receiving of another spirit, praise God, or the spirit of another life, the spirit of life from God. Praise God. So, if you want to put scriptures together, then I will say that they, what, what left them when they were killed was us was the spirit of another life, right, which is which, which you, with your scriptural education, you will know that it is the spirit of life in Christ, which Romans chapter 8 spoke about, right, the, the spirit of life in what, in Christ, is what, and, Roman, and, and the way Romans chapter 8 put it, he said that the law, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death, so... So it means that what he's speaking about there when he said the law of the spirit of life in Christ, the law is it also testament. Right? It's like seeing the, the testament of the spirit of life in Christ. Do you agree with me? The testament testament of the spirit. So that law of the spirit of life in Christ is the law, is the law or is the law that is behind the prophecy, which these two witnesses have in the holy place. So, you can see there are two spirits here in Revelation chapter 11. Two spirits. One spirit that can be overcome. Another spirit that cannot be overcome. Praise God. One spirit, an awesome, wonderful spirit. That's the spirit that The Gentile conversation came and found and ran away. Went back, said, Look, this one, there's something else here that we can't really we can't really comprehend. When when the Gentiles come with the argument, the argument for that spirit, the spirit of of life in Christ, is a standard against worldly arguments. Praise God. In the time of this prophecy, anybody that wants to hurt them, praise God, let's see that in verse verse 5. He says that, and if any man will hurt them, fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoured their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Now, what manner will he be killed? He's talking about he's killed in a fairy manner. Do you agree with that? It's a, it's a fairy manner. So it means that the response of this prophecy is a fairy response. It's a, it's a response of fire. Praise God. Is a what? Is a response of what? Of fire. So, so every time the, the Gentile conversation comes up, it meets these two witnesses. Ah, there's a problem here. We cannot... We cannot have an advantage that's what Christ is. Christ is the provision of God to, to defeat the arguments of the world. because when you think of a Gentile soul, what the Gentile soul possesses is worldliness. Worldliness is the inheritance of a Gentile soul. Praise God. And so this spirit um, of, of the spirit of life in Christ, right is the answer to. Every sort of worldly argument or conversation which the enemy is bringing against the soul, praise God. Now, what they are saying here is not um, out of place. when It says that if any man will hurt them, then fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoured their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, then he must in this manner. And if any man will hurt them, will hurt them. Praise God. He must, in this manner, be what, be killed. He must, in this manner, be killed. In what manner? In, in the, in the with the is through the is through the release of a fire. Are oh, you get what I'm saying? It's through the, the protection of the protection in Christ. Is the is the re, is the release of a fire. Is a kind of a fire. Praise God. So that spirit of. The spirit of life in Christ is a fairy spirit. It's actually a born in spirit. Praise God. Um, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And see verse four, verse 4, it says that these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. So it's very clear then that the fairy aspect is talking about the, the, the ministry of the witnesses in the holy place. Right? The ministry of the two witnesses where? In the holy place, which is a which is a ministry of burning, or is a word ministry of fire. Praise God. So it means that, that the spirit of Christ is the spirit of of a fairy prophetic response in the heart. Is a fairy word prophetic response in the heart. To consume anything that is worldly. To consume any worldly conversation that comes to the soul. Praise the Lord. Now, I want us to look at this. I'm seeing two spirits here. right? This spirit of the love, the spirit of life in Christ. And I'm seeing the spirit of of life from God. That the spirit of of life in Christ, that spirit um, is... When you inherit, like we saw last time, that at first you can begin to hear the message of that spirit, but you've not yet inherited the the light of the spirit, or what we call light. There are two things: there's the light of the spirit, and then there is also the um, there is the light, and then there is the there is the temperature of the spirit. That's, that's the thing with fire. Fire can do, do two things. Fire can give light. Fire can also burn. It can also consume. Praise the Lord. Now, to use the light, to use the light, you can use the fiery light without coming in contact with it. You can have it because light shines. It, 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 it travels. It travels, praise God. But for you to come into the temperature of the light, you must have it. So it's very clear that the, the destination of that light is in the bosom or inside the heart of men. That where those lights are supposed to be burning are inside the what the hearts of men. So that means you can then summarize the nature of of prophecy in the sanctuary that. The nature of prophecy in the, cha- in the sanctuary is like, is a burning flame, or the prophetic nature in Christ is like a burning flame in the heart of a person. It's a, it's a burning flame that is within the person that gives them light, but at the same time is also a consumer of things. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing the... The concept of witness. So when you're seeing witness here in Christ, the witness in Christ is a burning witness. That's when you see a person who has the witness of Christ in them. The son, they can, they, you can't have the witness of Christ in you without a fire burning on the inside of you. Those are the two things that characterize somebody who has witness. They have eyes that can see. And they have this that sees a particular way. And they also have a fire burning on the inside. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Aha. So that flame which is burning on the inside um, is is the fire of the of the spirit of Christ. The fire of what? Of the spirit of Christ. The fire of the spirit of Christ. The fire of the spirit of Christ. Is the defense in the heart. Against anything. Let's read this place again. It says "And verse 3. It said I will give power unto my two witnesses. And they shall prophesy. A thousand two hundred and three score days. Clothed in sackcloth. And these are the two olive trees. And the two candlesticks. Standing before who? The God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoured their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Now, this attitude of verse 5, it seemed like a very, very hostile and violent thing. Praise God. Now, when I'm saying fire, you're saying, ah, what is this pastor saying now? I should carry out a fire inside. We're trying to quench the fire. That's, praise God. What was that fire inside us that they've been trying to quench since? Uh, we are seeing what about what fire is this? But this fire is not talking about fire to consume your brethren when they offend you. <laughs> praise God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> this is not a fire to consume your enemies. Well, praise God. Amen. When I say enemy, I mean that one carnal definition of enemy. But rather, this, what this this fire consumes is anything that wa- wants to hurt the life. Because who is prophesying is the spirit of a life. The spirit of a life is where is the generator of prophecy. And, and he's saying that the, the release of prophecy is the fanning of a fire, is the blowing of a fire. The release of prophecy is actually... Is the action of, is a fiery action within the heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's a fiery action, it's a fire that is kindled within the heart against what? Against anything that is contrary to what? To, to the life, that is contrary to the law, that is contrary to the witness, that's contrary to the testament, that's contrary to the agreement. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? Uh So this spirit of life in Christ is, let's open our Bibles to, um, let's open to 1 Timothy. Mm, Thank you, Jesus. Let's see. Before 1 Timothy, let's, let us see 1 Peter. 1 Peter. Praise God. 1 Peter chapter 1, if you are there. If you are there, say Amen. Amen. 1 Peter 1 verse 22. Praise God. First Peter 1 verse 22. It says that seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. Unto the love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart.
0: Fervently.
2: Praise God. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. Through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love, ye love but pure. What? fervently with a with a heart. Pure heart. See pure heart. Pure, pure, heart. pure heart. Amen. Now we know how a pure heart is seen. Um in the book of Malachi, right? Praise God. Malachi chapter three. Malachi 3 verse 1, praise God, For they say Amen. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. All whom you seek shall suddenly come into his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom you delight in, behold, he shall come Seer the Lord of hosts. Now, the word messenger of the covenant, it also means angel of the covenant. But it's very clear the messenger of the covenant is bearing a message of the covenant. So, and what is the message of the covenant? The message of the covenant is the message of the testimony because the covenant is the testament. Are you seeing? So, it's very clear the messenger of the covenant is an embodiment of witness. Do you see that? When you say a messenger of the covenant, he who is sent with the covenant, who is sent for the covenant. He's a messenger, means that he's also, a messenger is also a prophet, right? A messenger is also a prophet, he's also a sent one, he's also someone who who should prophesy, to speak concerning something, who bears the message, someone who bears the message of the covenant. Amen. Now, he calls him the this messenger of the covenant, he calls him the Lord whom ye seek. So this is the Lord, right? Now, the Lord whom you seek is talking about the Lord who is an embodiment of the summation of witness of the covenant. but Not the covenant just anywhere. The covenant in, inside his temple. Now, the temple of the Lord is not the most holy place. The temple of the Lord is the holy place, right? The most holy place is the temple of God. Uh, praise God. So when he's speaking concerning this messenger who will suddenly come into his temple, he's not talking about, this is not the messenger who, who is going to come into the temple. You know, into the, in the sanctuary, there are two entrances to the sanctuary, Right? There is the entrance through the first veil. The first veil is an entrance, also an exit. Same thing with the second veil. The second veil is also an entrance and an exit too. Amen. Amen. So this coming suddenly into his temple is not talking about when he will come from the outer court into the sanctuary. He's talking about when, because, because the messenger of the covenant cannot come from without into the sanctuary. He has to come from the place of the covenant or the place of the testimony. And you know, where they keep the covenant is inside the most holy. So it's from the most holy. That's where the message of the covenant comes out from. The most holy place. It comes out from there into the what? Into the sanctuary. Praise God. So this, this Lord whom you seek, I love the way they say whom you seek because the place of the holy place is the place for seekers. Right? The, the holy place is the place for what? Seekers. seekers. Anybody who is not looking for God should not come there. Right? The holy place, and, and there are many reasons why, because there's nothing there that should interest anybody. No, nothing in the holy place interest, should interest what? In fact, if you brought things you like into the holy place, they end there. In fact, the the, the school of the holy place is to, is to remove and swallow up all the things that you love. All the things that you, you love. And before anybody graduates from the holy place, they must make sure that not one thing that you love is left with you. I'm very clear. What men love are unclean things. No man loves anything that is clean. Praise God. I'm talking about the natural love in our soul. Our natural love is affinity to uncleanness. That's the evil that has been done on earth to men. That men love uncleanness so much. And so, that place of the sanctuary, the place of the sanctuary um, or, this, or the place of the or what you call the holy place, is the realm for seekers. It's the realm for seekers. It's the place of waiters. It's also the place of mourners. Yes, yeah. um, are you seeing that? It's a Place of waiters is a place of seekers is a place of what mourners and so the, the attitude of the spirit the spirit of the sanctuary is a mourning spirit mourning not not mourning as in day mourning it's mourning m o u r n g is a is a mourning is a weeping spirit is a weeping spirit is a mourning spirit is a, is a seeking spirit so those people who are in the sanctuary people of the sanctuary are. Um, the sign of holiness or sanctification is when the soul has been empowered to seek God. Amen. The soul has been empowered to seek the Lord, and the soul has been empowered to do what? To seek God. So, th- that spirit, you see, uh, is also, you see, the, it's characterized by the, um, amen. amen. Those two witnesses in chapter 11, remember how they described how did they describe them, let's see. Revelation, we'll come back here um, to Malachi again, just Revelation 11. In Revelation 11, verse 5. Okay. Praise God. Verse 3 says, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed clothed in sackcloth. Now, what is sackcloth for? It's for mourning. Praise God. Sackcloth is what you you have to take off all your nice jewelry and everything when it's time to mourn. It's not a celebration time. Praise the Lord. So these prophets, these witnesses, are witnesses of sackcloth. So they are they are witnesses of mourning. That the 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 purpose of their witness, the, or the character, the nature, the attitude of their witness, is a it's the witness that comes to seekers. Praise God. Those who are seekers, those who are mourners, those who are wailers, those who are who are weepers, who are who are, are is also the is the spirit of Zion. Right? You know, you know, Zion is actually a mountain of of mourning. Zion is not a mountain of celebration. There will be a celebration after. After Zion. After Zion has been climbed, and after after the journey of Zion has been taken by his soul, and after that time, the soul would then enter, in, enter into the realm of joy, into the joy of the Lord, Amen. But the mountain of Zion is actually a mountain of of man. Every stop step in Zion is a, is a step of mourning, and is a step of weeping. Why why mourning and weep and weeping and sackcloth? It is because the mountain of Zion is a mountain instituted to remove the filthiness of men. When they when they call it so, come and climb Zion. And that's the call. When they when they say, hey, come and be sanctified, they're just calling you, come and climb the mountain. It's through climbing a mountain you get satisfied. Sanctified, sorry. Every step on the mountain of Zion is a purification, but it's a painful purification. Because it it involves the removal of things, the the tearing of away of loves. That's the pain, the pain of sanctification. Is that tearing away of what? The removal of the love or the things that is so has what? Falling in love with those things which are unclean, which makes the soul unclean. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> so in Zion, Zion. Amen, Zion, Zion, thank you Jesus. praise the Lord. Hallelujah. thank you. to give unto them beauty for ashes. Isaiah. Praise God. Chapter sixty. What? What chapter is that now? Sixty-one. Isaiah sixty-one. Praise God. Let's see. Isaiah chapter sixty-one. Amen. If you are there, say amen. amen. Isaiah sixty one. Thank you Jesus. From verse 1 it says the spirit of the Lord of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are what? bound. Oh praise God. Then verse 2, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all, that, comfort all that mourn. Praise God. Now, he's anointed. Say anointed. anointed. Now, it's very clear that this person who is anointed is the Lord. Yes. Right? He's the Lord who is anointed. Or oh, this anointed Lord is the messenger. Hmm? So the messenger of the covenant is he who has been anointed to preach. He has been anointed to preach, he has been anointed to preach good tidings unto the meek, and he has been sent to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty. So this liberty which the Lord will proclaim here, he's talking about the first liberty which every soul must receive, which is the liberty which the law of the spirit of life in Christ has it brings which makes us free for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death praise god. are you seeing that so this this is talking about the ministry of the lord of the lord god or of the lord to minister the, the law of the spirit of life which is the law of liberty like the, there's the law of liberty then there's a the perfect law of liberty that perfect law of liberty is when liberation will be perfected it's not the same law that initiates liberation. There's, there's liberty, the work of giving a soul liberty starts from a particular point, And then it, at some point, the, the work of liberty, means the law of liberty, has to change to a higher law. Because the souls, there are two different main kind of bondages that the soul is in. What works for this one will not work for the other one. When the soul is free from the first bondage, you now discover that there's another bondage that the soul is not free from. That's what they discovered in chapter 11 of Revelation, that the prophecy of the two, of the two witnesses, according to the strength of the candlestick, was able to, was able to bring about a degree of freedom What's that freedom? Freedom from the Gentile conversation, the worldly conversation. That's the freedom which the law of the spirit of life in Christ gives to a person. Praise God. So they, they have freedom from that, but that's why they're not free from everything. After a while, a beast arose from the bottomless pit that has his own, his own, the, the power of his captivity is stronger than the captivity of the world. He, the power of, this, of his captivity, that beast, when he rises up, you will see souls who have been set free from the world. He will take them captive again. Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah.
2: So, it's, there are levels of captivity in the spirit. There is the... Um, um, the first, the first kind of captivity, they call it. The Bible calls it actually almost bondage. It's like bondage, like Egypt. They call Egypt the house of bondage. Then later they call Babylon the land of captivity, because the 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 kind of the captivity of Babylon is not the same thing as that of Egypt. The operation of delivering Israelite from Egypt, you cannot do that operation to deliver them from Babylon. When it was time to deliver the people from Egypt, God had to raise a man called Moses in the wilderness. God decked him up with things, and God made him, God God made him a sort of a god. And then he said, look, go, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go, let them worship me. Did all kinds of signs and everything. And then he shook the heart of Pharaoh momentarily for Pharaoh to let them go. And they went, praise the Lord, And God was able to bring them out through the Red Sea out of the house of bondage. Aha. Amen. But if God wanted to raise maybe a Moses and send a Moses to Babylon to bring Israel out of Babylon, what will happen? When they get there and they say, I've come to set you guys free, what will happen? He doesn't even need to get to Nebuchadnezzar. Israel will tell him, what is wrong with you? Who told you that we are in bondage? (laughs) Did we ask, did we tell you we want to go anywhere? We haven't asked for you. Who are you? Can you leave us to enjoy our Babylonish life? Babylon is sweet, wonderful, beautiful. Babylon. That is, that soul. Say captivity. A soul in captivity is not just a soul in bondage, it is a captivated soul. Something has captivated the soul. Babylon captivated the people. Babylon is not an ordinary land. It's not like Egypt, where they they will give you your own corner. Goshen, you can worship your God. Anything you want to do, if they, want to build, if they wanted to build a temple in Goshen. I don't believe that um, Pharaoh will argue with them. That's your own land. Do your own thing. I don't really care about you. Figure yourself out. As long as you're helping us to do things, fetch wood and all of that, we don't really care. Praise God. But it's not the same with Babylon. The land of Babylon is, is meant to war with your... Babylon, the land, is, is meant to war with your inward culture, to to dismantle your inward defenses to, and then pour itself inside you and marry you. That's Babylon. It's another kind of... It's a different thing altogether. To deliver a soul from Egypt and Babylon are not the same kind of thing. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So every soul in Babylon has been captivated. Now you now see... why. You now check Daniel. Hey! Everybody went down and looked around and said, oh, Are these guys, are you guys Israelites? When you see an Israelite, when he dresses up like a, like a Babylonian, put all their things that they put on, you, you can't tell that this is a child of Abraham. Why? Because of the land. The land, there's something about the land, the spirits of the land. The, 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 the Nebuchadnezzar has something on him that can, that can make it so forget where they came from and forget their culture. Praise, praise the Lord. Then after a while, Daniel began to hear, he now began to pray, he was inspired by God. It means that the people had forgotten <laughs> prophecy concerning them. The Bible says he began to search by books. That what, what, he knew there was a prophecy concerning how long we should be in captivity, but he couldn't figure it out. He was trying to search. Amen. He had to, it had to take a breakthrough. It means that to set them free, Michael had to be involved. Yeah. They had to send a message. He had to, he had, he had to, I had to have a breakthrough through a prince. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's hard to see just that kind of prince that was, is a prince that can lock people in, in, in captivity and make them willfully enjoy the captivity. I love that, that chapter in the book of Psalms. It said, when it turned again the captivity of Zion, they were like them that dream, dream. And I wonder, why is it? Why are they like them that dream, dream? Why? Huh? <laughs> it means that, they, I mean, they were like them that dream dreams. It means that, it means that their reality had been altered. That their deliverance felt like a dream to them. It was, are you getting what I'm saying? For for, for to to deliver them, when he turned again the captivity, I I don't understand that kind of English. I try to understand. I know that you have to do with delivering them, but why put it in those terms? When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, they were like them that dream, dream. And he said, you shall say among the nations that the Lord has done great things for us. Where it we are glad, right? He had done great things. That turning again the captivity of Zion was a great accomplishment of God. So that are you talking, you see that so it's very clear that what was Babylon is also worldliness, but it's worldliness with an, with a kick, a with something you getting what I'm saying. <laughs> There's something <laughs> attached to it, is worldliness with a beastly strength. He's talking. About, so he's talking about the, so the captivity of Babylon is captivity with another kind of captivity. That when you finish delivering the soul, you find that the soul is still a captive. Babylon is. That woman, that mystery—they call her mystery Babylon. Oh, whose name is mystery? She's her name is mystery. You, you have to go. They have to carry John into the wilderness to go and find her. And she doesn't. You can't just detect her walking around. There's a place where she dwells. You must have, must travel to the wilderness to find the woman, mystery Babylon, the great. So if Babylon is the great, you see why they will celebrate. The Lord has done great things for us. When he turned again their captivity, it takes a great operation to deliver somebody from that great woman. Mystery, Babylon the Great, mother of Harlot and abomination of the earth. You see her riding upon a beast. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? <laughs> so that beast is another kind of captivity. So when that same beast that was carrying her, you saw they now began to explain his different powers. That there's, there's an aspect of him that goeth into perdition. That one is deadly. That is the one that arose out of the bottomless pit. And when he came and stood against the witnesses, ah! It means that there is a kind of enemy that when that those witnesses when they blow their fire,
0: <laughs>
2: what happened? He is not afraid of what the fire, that fire. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Thank God we are on the journey to freedom.
0: And we will be free. There are
2: things I want to be free from. I won't lie to you. Some things you should see yourself, in yourself, and know that, hey, this beast should not meet me in this state, holding this thing. There will be some, when you begin to gain eyes, you begin to see that there are some attitudes, natures, things, properties, inheritances inside your soul. That, hey, you should pray, may I never experience the environment that can facilitate the expression of this thing. It's not everything in you, it's not every error in you that you are having the environment to, for it to flourish. There are a lot of things that the Lord has put around you to make sure that that thing, even though you are seeing it inside you, ah, it's not, have, it's not doesn't have the free freedom to, uh-huh. so it's very clear that captivity is freedom. Captivity is freedom to manifest your debt. <laughs> the, to freedom to manifest your corruption. That's captivity. That's why men don't live that. That kind of captivity is difficult to live. The captivity of Babylon. After a while, hey, those Jews, they'll say, see life. When they look at Babylon, see life. Hey, Apakala, Bashigadala. So you know that presence of temple, presence of temple spoils sweetness of life. And that's the, that's the, the Jews in Jerusalem. When they're in Jerusalem, they're, those temple guys are always do it. You know, they're waiting for you there. Because <laughs> once you enter the temple, your sinfulness, everything comes. temple is a reminder of, of what? It means that in, 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 in Israel, in Jerusalem, God is not far away. God is not far away. There's something about that place. You know, it's not an ordinary city. There's a design of the city. There's a wisdom concerning the city. A design, is a city for, for God's people, for holy people. There are things built into the city. They call Jerusalem the habitation of peace. It's the, it's the place where people whose destiny is to make peace with God, where they dwell. That's their kind of city. So there will be something about Jerusalem city that will be pricking you when you're trying to just live in your, in your oblivion to God. There's something about the city. Praise the Lord. But when you bring them out and then bring them into somewhere like Babylon, hey, Yagamakala, you know that place? You know it was right from the first day they got there. First thing that wall with them is table. Yes. Say table. Yes. <laughs> now, when a, when a Jewish guy sets a table before you, it's not the same table that when you bring a Babylonian person of how to set, uh, uh, the book of Daniel. they call it delicacies. <laughs> Say Delicacies.
4: delicacies.
2: Thank God for those three Hebrew boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and who? Benny God. they said, no, we will not defile ourselves. That was a strength. It wasn't just ordinary, right? It was a strength that God gave them. But why just three of them? So you know, ask yourself, have you ever thought about, what about all the others? Was it just, apart from three of them, right? It means others eight. It's only three that said that we will not <laughs> defile it. ourselves. So it means that they have finished the whole of Israel with table.
0: You know, that place,
2: thank God the way the Bible wrote that story. looks like a very good story. Wow, they, they didn't defy themselves. But it's actually a, very, it's a sad story. What about all the others? <laughs> Ooh, some of them, the first day they got there, the table warned them. All <laughs> these, <honest. laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but when you just see the table, some of them they, they, they removed their Jewish cap. <laughs> What is all this Judaism? All this nonsense. Look at this. is life. People are living here, man. So it it means out of all the Israelites, how many people did they record that had that raised resistance against Babylon? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel. Who else? people, right? Is there anybody else out of a nation of God's people? So it means that when they said they should come and bow down to idol, by that time some of the Jews have already become idol boys. They, already, they were, maybe they are the ones. Funny.
0: Oh King, live forever! Thou God.
2: Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say say captivity.
0: -captivity.
2: So it means that all of those guys, all their hidden loss, which they cannot... Jerusalem wasn't conducive for them to to live that way, to just live in oblivion to their God. But they found a land that that will furnish a nice environment. You know, you want to forget God. You don't like God has been disturbing you all your life. No problem. Come. Here... Forget about that one God, no, forget about that. We we have a God, He's our King. But our King is not that you're like your own kind of wicked God who wants to take away every good thing that you like. Our King, he he sponsors He does what? He sponsors what? Carnal living. You want to leave out your carnality, don't worry. You can leave it out here in Babylon. That was the promise. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? <laughs> that kind of thing, that's what you call, that is, that, is, that is captivity. It's captivity that when you open the door, the person will be crying. Why do you want to take me out? I don't want to go home anymore. I love this place. It's a captivity that the person who is a captive is holding the key and they lock it from inside. Are you getting to what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. <laughs> now, my point is just this, that every single one of us, we have seeds in us that have not yet gone yet. Yes. That there is somebody coming who is ready to create the environment for you to enjoy that lust you've been hiding. If you don't get rid of it. If you're not able to burn it up. That's the, the method of his war. It was, power was given unto him to make war with the saints and to. What's the war? It's not fighting. The, the war, how he wars with them is by creating the environment for them to be destroyed. They'll be getting destroyed and they'll be happy.
0: They
2: will throw parties. You know the kind of party that they threw when they, they killed the two witnesses? They began to give gifts one to another. Hey, now. I want you to see. Let's read that place. We'll come back here again. So, the guys who, who are celebrating are, are those people who these witnesses have been troubling. Am I correct? Verse 7. It says, And when they, have, they shall have finished their testimony, that Revelation chapter 11, verse 7, right? And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascended out of the bottomless feet shall make war against them and shall overcome them and then what? Kill them. So what he's, what he's killing is those witnesses on the inside. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the, the great city which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. So this great city. Is not Egypt. This is not Egypt. It is called Sodom and Egypt. There's, there's Egypt, then there's what he calls Sodom and Egypt. So Egypt is just worldliness. Sodom is not worldliness. It's not, it's not worldliness. Babylon had a spice of Sodom in it. Do you see that? So, there's a city you call Sodom and Egypt. It doesn't, it's not just Egypt. It's Sodom and Egypt. Amen. And that's where their body would lie. Where our Lord. So it's, when it says where our Lord was crucified, it's talking about what kind of deal, operation killed the Lord. Do you get that? In other words, what was the machinery at work in Judas? Judas, Annas, Kephas, you see the high priest, the Pharisees, That conniving group, those devils that killed Jesus, what was the thing? Why why did they kill him? It's the same thing that killed these witnesses that rose up against Jesus to kill him. Because what these witnesses are doing is what Jesus was doing to them. So, where the Lord was crucified, the Lord was not crucified in Egypt Egypt does not have the power to crucify the Lord. Right? Egypt is not strong. If Egypt cannot, doesn't have the might to crucify the Lord of glory. But in a different kind of city. It's called, say, great. Great great city. This word greatness has to do with that spice of second death. When you hear the word great, it, has, it means something with a most holy strength. It's what you call great. It's great. Babylon the great. You're not just a worldly, mother of harlots and abomination of the earth. You are, you are mysteriously, you are a mysterious server of corruption. You are a mystery. You are carried by what? the beast. So so it means that what makes Babylon great is because of that beast that is carrying her. Praise the Lord. So he says that that and their bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. Which is when you say it's called, it says spiritually is called means that it's this not just a physical city. It's very clear, of course the Lord was not crucified in Egypt or Sodom. But he's talking about the spiritual term for a kind of city. Praise God. And they of the people and kindred and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half. Now, if all the people and kindred and tongues and nations will see the dead bodies, and they said that this dead body will, will lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. It means that in that city, it's not just one kind of people that are there that in that city that city is a city that has all kinds of people and kindred and tongues and nations I means that, that city is a place that has harvested all kinds of souls praise the lord from different kindred and tongues and nations praise god and they will see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves and they, they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them, that dwelt on the what on the earth. Are you seeing? They will make merry? Send gifts one to another. It will make merry. Send, it's talking about the celebration that they have after they've killed these two words. So you are seeing that this, this second captivity is not going to be something where, ah, they, we are crying. <laughs> we are crying. Ah, oh, why have they taken us to this place? You know where they were writing about the song, By the Rivers of Babylon? It wasn't in Babylon. It's By the Rivers of Babylon. <laughs> by the Rivers of Babylon, where we sat down. And we, there we wept when they remember. So at that point, they still had remembrance of Zion. Then it said, when the wicked who carried us away, they required from us a song. They, re, they rejected that requirement. How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? So the, the land still felt strange to them. Why? Because they have not really interacted with Babylon, they haven't, they haven't settled in Babylon. They were just by the rivers of Babylon. It's very clear the rivers of Babylon is to is to make, make the soul flow into Babylon. To, to make the soul flow into Babylon. It's the rivers that want to make them flow. They are not yet flowing into it. So they were still remembering Zion. Ah, they were we cannot sing the Lord's song in this place. But well, come and meet them later. When they entered into Babylon, what will happen? They'll be the one raising the
0: chorus. Nebu, <laughs> nebu. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Praise God. I know they can sing.
2: <laughs> Jewish song. You know there's that Jewish song, is, right? Hey, that Jewish kind of... <laughs> Ah, there's something about it. You know, it's, it's different. There's a Jewish, the Jew, there's a scale that they use that they, that they for their song. It's even from when, from Hillsong and all that. <laughs> Praise God. No, thank God for Hillsong. Hillsong is good, you know what I mean. But once they start with that Jewish scale, hey, heaven has landed. There's nothing, you know what I mean? It's not, you don't have to take time to enter into the spirit. There's just something about their... Uh, Amen. Amen. There's something about an Israel soul that Satan likes, and someone who is is not an someone who's an unbeliever, being worldly is not as sweet to Satan as the savour that comes from a worldly Christian. The savour that comes from a worldly Christian ah is is a delicacy to the devil. For a Christian to be worldly. It's it's an awesome thing. Why were they so concerned about Israelite singing? Because of the way their soul is crafted. These are are programmed worshipping souls.
0: Every
2: Christian has the, the, you have, once, because once you're a Christian it means you've been, you've, you've come around the, t- the, the tabernacle come around the church there's something about, say church the church does something to people but if you're around the church and you don't, you don't take care you can be a choice instrument for Satan you can be a choice word instrument but that will not be your case in Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So that, that Isaiah 61. he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord had anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. And he had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Kind and to proclaim liberty to the captives. Then the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim liberty. You know what liberty is now. Amen. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then the the, the day of vengeance of what? Of our God. And then to to comfort all that what? Mourn. So concerning them that mourn. Verse 3. To appoint unto them that mourn were in Zion to give unto them beautiful ashes. So it means that when the purpose of the ministry to those who are in Zion is to minister to them in their state of mourning. Come to them in their state of mourning. Then minister to them so that to a point where their ashes can turn into beauty. Why ashes? Why ashes? Ashes is talk, ton, talking about the outcome of burning, what has been burnt. says so Zion is a place of burning, where things must be burnt out of the soul. So the only thing, the tabernacle is an awesome, wonderful place. It's a place that Tom, that can produce, is, a, is actually a producer of beauty. The tabernacle is a producer of what beauty, but it only, conver- it only converts ashes. Only ashes can become beauty in the tabernacle. Means that for a soul to be to to receive the ornament of beauty, to be beautified by the tabernacle, things must have been burnt up. When you say, okay, it's, it's ashes that you trade." for beauty. You trade ashes for beauty. They don't take beauty and beautify a corrupt soul. A soul that is corrupt that is still having its uncleanness can never receive beauty from the Lord. For it's only ashes. means you must have... For it to be ashes means that sanctification has, has happened. The, the things have been burnt up. Things, everything that can be consumed by fire must have been consumed by fire. Then you... You now see ashes. So you, you see, in the tabernacle, you see the journey of the fire. You move from the, you first see just a light, Manorah, which is giving light. From there, you now move. When you are getting closer to the veil, you now see an altar where you find coals. What you, what you see around coals is ashes, right? It means the residue of what has been burned. In fact, you must take from that place any high priest who is going to the Most Holy must pick what calls from there and take it with himself. That's one of the things he must carry. With incense into the what the most holy place. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Amen. So, what this minister, so this person who this Lord God is the minister of the sanctuary, who will come and to appoint unto them the morning in Zion, to give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. You see that. So, it means that You must be a mourner. Only a mourning soul will receive joy. A a soul that came in joyful from outside. You can't carry that joy to the most holy. You can't come in with your step, like you, praise God, from the courts and just dance like that into the presence of God. Because the... the thing that, say, say step. step. Dancing. What configured the dance? The dance of the outer court and the dance of the camp. It's not a, it's not a dance that is triggered by the joy of the Lord. It's the, it's the joy of other things. Now, what I'm trying to tell you is this. You should enter the gate with thanksgiving and the court with praise. But that song and thanksgiving... You can't take that into the most holy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the step you used to enter inside the court, <laughs> are you seeing that step? <laughs> <laughs> By which you pass through the gates of praise and enter into the courts of God. <clears throat> who is that guy coming? That guy who has done the exploit. Yes, he might have cheated people. <laughs> Amen. The basket is bringing with goods. To come and offer. Only God knows how He got them. Amen. Is that you know what I mean? we dancing and everything. And they accept it as long as you're with thanksgiving, with praise, and everything. You are coming there to be purified, to give offering. But you can't, with that, that dance, dance into God. Some souls want to do that. Some souls want to, with the intoxication of new birth. Oh, my God, this is my God. And then shady souls. Crooked, weird souls who do shady things. You want to just come into the presence of God? No, you can't. After a while, that your dancing with which you enter the, the court, it must turn into tears at some point. The, most, the, the, the tabernacle is a place that sobers, sobers soul. It's not, not, for, not that God is a wicked God that wants to make you sad. It's not that. It's not that. You know, there's some atmosphere that is not every Christian that can endure some atmosphere. An atmosphere where they preach word of sanctification. Bring a bring a, a Christian whose soul is one with chorus. You know what I mean by one with chorus? I mean. Now, <laughs> even the even the twenty minute message in in church service and so on Sunday is the problem to them. When you when they enter the element, hey, mm-hmm. who has the final say? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you
2: know the you, know you know crystal I'm, I'm describing. Some of us, is, is, some of us have, were like that before. They always say, it's okay, okay, time for the word. There's, ah! Tch, sadness has come, man. This is not what we came to church for, man. Please preach this thing. Let's, let's dance, Amen. <laughs>
0: Hey, hey
2: oh my God. <laughs> I know church musicians are bad boys. You know? When they... <laughs> praise God. But when you now bring such a soul, imagine bringing that such a soul to maybe meeting that uh, of uh, praise God. You know, guys who are learning sanctification, their songs have is different. <laughs> Sometimes when they sing this song, you wonder whether she will be happy or be crying. I'm not you are confused. You see? This is a crying song. Oh, I am a mourner. <laughs> Imagine bringing a chorus soul to that kind of. What kind of church is this? Why, why are you talking about? I'm not a mourner now, oh, please. Praise <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God.
0: Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, amen. amen.
2: Thank God for God. God God, will, God has to turn that. How must he change that? rejoicing? Because you know that when you check, peel the layer, check inside the heart, why is it dancing like that? Mm. Most likely it's corruptible things. What is generating that joy which we which enter into the court? Are all the acquisitions from without. Things that are, what, they've, what they've acquired under the sun with the sweat of their brows and their face. They, what, they are bring, what is making them happy are the dividend of the cost life. life.
0: The
2: life which God is saying, from today, out of the sweat of your face, will you eat bread? That cost toil and travail under the sun. The dividend of that is what is making them joyful, and God is saying, Nah, man, this is not, this is not your joy. No, that's not, We don't. This joy is not acceptable. It's not every joy that's acceptable. In your soul, it's not every joy in your soul that God, that the Lord approves. It's not every joy you have that's the joy of the Lord. There's some things you are joyful in that you should not be joyful in. That you should cry about. So, so, you know, it's not every joy that is strength. Right? It's only it's the joy of the Lord that is strength. Where they said that thing, in the book of Nehemiah, when he said the job of your is your strength, they were actually crying. Yes. Go and check it. When they began to read the law, hey, oh. maybe they were very happy before. Well, you know, you know guys that just came from Babylon, yeah, yeah, yeah. They went to carry the same <laughs> gyration, you know? <laughs> they were all probably all gyrating. Yeah, we're all free. <laughs> Babylonian soul and everything. You know, in, that's all they do in Babylon, they just gyrate <laughs> all the time. Just. <laughs> Party singing, everything. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Say Babylon. Kai. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. That Yuzelak's king went to Israel, took all the utensils they use in the the tabernacle to serve God. He took them and went to go and convert them to party (laughs) utensils. He brought them. He said, when he went to do his party, he said, go and bring all the things we brought from... The holy place and Tamano uh, he began to do party with it to drink wine and to uh, with holy things. That's how God feels when we use our vessel for the to when we use our vessel to carry the wine of the world. When we are when we are carving inward celebration about our about our corruption and our filthiness and corruptible things. That's what Babylon fosters. Praise the Lord it fosters celebration of abomination. That woman that commits fornication with the kings of the earth and then make all nations drunk with the wine of her fornication. When they are drinking the wine, they are not sad, they are happy. Drinking the wine of Babylon, they are happy, their souls are elated. Praise God. When you brought all those gyrating Jews, they brought them out from Jerusalem, all their happiness, and then it just Ezra just began to open the law. Began to read the law. Just the the sound of the law brought weeping. All of a sudden, all the crying, all the shouting, and everything must have ceased. Tears began to fall. Hey, 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 hey. What happens? That's what the law does. It'll say, Law. Prophecy. Prophecy, prophecy. Those witnesses, imagine the sound of their prophecy. Why? It means that in all the time they were prophesying, there was no partying and giving of gifts anymore. Sadness has to fill everywhere because of what they are saying. Because what they are saying is against the lust of men. It's against the celebration of men. It's against the carnal life, the things that men celebrate. Their prophecy is strong against that. So they had to kill them to continue their what? Their celebration. Praise the Lord. So, so the journey of his soul, amen. So don't, don't worry if, tra- if you feel that they are transitioning you from chorus life as a Christian to where? To a life of mourning. A life of mourning is a life of soberness. It's a life of sobriety. Is a, 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 a life where they remove all the intoxication. They have to find a way to wean the soul from the wine that the soul has been drinking for a long time. In other, in other words, after a while, you must be able to tip the soul into a hangover. You want, every soul must experience hangover from the wine of the world. You know what hangover is? I don't know what it is, I've not experienced it before, but I'm just saying, based on movies and all that, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm not going to ask anybody if you've experienced that before, don't worry. I want to ask you to raise up your hand, amen. Old things are passed away, praise God. <laughs> amen, but just based on, you know, what is a hangover? Angover is withdrawal from alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. When you've intoxicated yourself so much, maybe over 90, drunk, and then laid flat and all. By the time the person wakes up, the headache, everything. That's wretchedness. Hey, everything. The feeling of. Uh, it's, it's because of the withdrawal symptom. All of a sudden, you, all the alcohol from the blood is drained out. Are you get what I'm saying? That needs to happen. That is the feeling of mourning. That's what. That's what makes the soul break into mourning. Hey, what have I been intoxicated with all this time? Ah, the soul begins to see the worthlessness. They, they look back at all the things they brought into the, into the courts of God. ta hey, Mourning, 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 mourning. Weeping, weeping, weeping. Wretchedness, wretchedness. Zion is the place where men should see their wretchedness. Do you know what the, the morning in Zion is? Is that you see a soul that came with things, then fire begins to burn. Fire burns and burns and consumes everything and the soul is naked. Hey, I have nothing. I have nothing. That's the morning. Praise the Lord. That's the morning of Zion. But you see that thing? That is the
0: blessed place.
2: It's a blessed place. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing for a soul to feel the emptiness of the world. The feeling that this world has nothing—it's not—it's not easy to feel that thing, you know. It's not easy. Even if you try to force your mind, yeah, this world there's nothing in this world. It's nothing here. Secretly, where the joy of things is hiding in your soul, you don't know where to get, how to get there, and remove it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Even you try and strong your face when <laughs> some cash enters inside your God. <laughs> Praise God. Have you ever look at something and then you just smile? You, you try. Why am I? Smile? You try to control smiling. <laughs> It means that where that smile is coming from is beyond your control. <laughs> Something deep has been excited by that thing. There are things that you that you, you smile about before. The Lord will help you. You begin to cry about them. You begin to mourn about them. Some of us, it maybe it's a status you acquire among people, among your peers. Ah, when you are, when you are coming, ah. Is there or she's coming, you know, Everybody arranged themselves. Why? Because you are a terror. You, know, you get what I'm
0: saying?
2: You know when you when you are when you haven't when you haven't cited sanctification, you'll be happy with that kind of thing because you know nobody can dare you. You know that if they dare you, what well, you can fire back at them, they you can end their well being for some significant number of time just by. You know, maybe just a few things you can say. One or two things you can just point out. Just point out something. Some people after anointing, they can just point out some things concerning you. You can't think of your life for like two weeks. <laughs> it's an oil they have. So such people, no one can dare such a person. So they come into such a place. But but when help begins to come, when help begins to come, hey, like what Isaiah encountered, chapter six, Jesus. Here yeah, that King Uzziah died. Aye. Saw the Lord high and lifted up his strength with the temple. Just who who did Isaiah see? He saw the messenger of the covenant. That 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 fairy being who will sit, who sit as a purifier of seal. He saw him. And he saw all this, he saw the seraphims. About him, those seraphim means burning ones; those fiery angels, the angels of its sanctuary. Those angels that they are the stones on Zion. As he sighted them, he began to cry and began to weep. Nobody was beating him; nothing. I'm sure he was happy. He's the guy who was shouting, "Who, who unto this?" From chapter one, <laughs> chapter two, was shouting, woe to everybody?" Hey. They say, woe is me. <laughs>
0: woe <"Whoa>, is me.
2: <laughs> for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell among a people of unclean tongue. That's what, that's what sanctuary. Sanctuary, sanctuary is a blessed place. Pray. Pray for God to bring you into the dealing of the sanctuary. He began to cry. He began to cry. He began to, he began to see his, his filthiness. He began to see his uncleanness. He began to see his sinfulness. Praise God. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. Thank you, Jesus. Sapali, kala pata, lee, grandpa, oteke, eprefelebe. Saprano liata, parahata, palahana mata, batta, tapana, bon, tapala bon, and bon, and boning. i maklat a clatios, tepali, bona, hatta, bona, palala, rabati, clende, beata, bona, bona, emprata, parata, to to bonnet up. bonin boning, hepalom. Thank you, Jesus. Sapata, tata, pascu, skelapano. Oh, thank
1: you, Pratelli venosi parqueteriana mossi Papa Palita Lia Sepali fetonia Casatanita Frequesapa Palis Frotileti Meti Neti Lati Loti Bacati Ventolo Positelia Gada Boshta. Fepepe pelite posicalia pepenita baba bashiventiata toriosopenianata. Come into this realm. Come, I say come, do not turn back. Do not turn back. Come into this realm for even in this realm I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. Come into this realm for this is my realm. It is my realm. Be comfortable in my realm. Stay in this realm for it is for the purification of your beauty. For it is my burning realm. It is my burning realm. It is my burning realm. It is how I born. It is how I born. I born for to Burn you. I burn for to burn you. I burn and burn and burn to burn you anew. To burn you anew, to burn you anew. I am burning. Come into this realm. It is open. I have come to many, many, many of you into this realm. Allow, allow the fire to burn. Allow the fire to burn. Allow the fire to burn. For you see, the things that it ought to take away cannot be compared to the glory. Glory that awaits you when you pass through this fire. Let this fire purify you. Allow, allow, allow. Stop fighting, stop fighting. Allow, 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 allow for a broken heart, a broken heart and a mixed spirit. A broken heart and a mixed spirit. A broken heart and a mixed spirit. spirit. Allow, I say, allow, allow me to have my place in you. For this is how I will burn. For with my burning is my birthing of you, says Thank the Spirit you. of the Lord.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We'll come into this fully. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 To appoint unto them that morning in Zion, too, to give unto them beauty for ashes, and the oil of joy for what? For mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So that they might be called trees of righteousness, the word planting of the Lord, so that he might be what? He might be glorified. Amen. 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 So you're seeing this is just describing the transaction of the tabernacle. So everything, you see the ashes, mourning, and spirit of heaviness, you see those things there. They are things that no one comes to the tabernacle with those things. You acquire them. It's part of the journey. They will dip a soul into that, these things first, then in order to, then these are the things that the tabernacle will now exchange. So the crossing of the second veil is the exchange of things that has been acquired through sanctification process. Amen. So, The law of the Spirit of life in Christ, the main job of the law of the Spirit of life in Christ is to minister ashes, minister mourning, and then minister a spirit of heaviness. These are not bad things, these things are the fruit of the first liberty. They are the fruit of the first liberty. Because it's only souls like this that God comes to, or that they admit into what? The presence of God. Amen. So that minister in that Malachi chapter three quickly. Malachi three. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Are we being blessed today? Yes, Malachi chapter three says, Behold, I will send my messenger and He shall prepare the way before me. And then the Lord whom you seek. So you see, you know who the seekers are now. They are those mourners, those people who have the spirit of heaviness upon them. But the Lord whom you seek, he shall suddenly come into his temple. He's coming from within, that's the most holy. And he will come into his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, sayeth the word, Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? Hey! And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi. And purge them as gold and silver, so that they may what offer unto the Lord and what offering in what? In righteousness. Then then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord in the days of old as in the former years. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Amen. So this spirit, that ministry, they are describing his ministry. So, actually, the giving, the the ministry of that messenger of the covenant, right, who, the messenger, the person who brings the message of the covenant into the holy place, right, that he, his ministry is the impartation of his spirit within the heart, right? The impartation of what is spirit and is the spirit of um, a particular kind of witness, amen, and that spirit is what well, let's go back to that peter i think we were in first peter in first peter chapter chapter 1 praise god verse 22 amen it says that then seeing that you have purified your souls praise god seeing that you have what Purified your souls. Now, of course, you know the process of this purification is is spoken about in earlier in verse verse seven. If you read that, First Peter chapter one verse seven it says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perished, though it be tried with fire, might be found. Unto what? Praise and honor and glory. At what? The appearing of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So it will be be tried with fire. That's the purification process which will occur. Now verse 32, says, As seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in obeying the truth through the Spirit, Now, it means obeying the truth through the Spirit is a process of purification of the soul. Obeying the truth through what? Obeying the truth through the Spirit. So, obeying when you obey the truth through the Spirit. Through the Spirit. Obeying the truth through the Spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after what? The spirit. There's therefore now no condemnation. Those who are in Christ who walk not after the flesh, but after. Those who are walking after the spirit is talking about obedience. Right? Is walking after the spirit is obeying the truth through the spirit. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the what Spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. So, how that law makes us free is by obeying the word, the truth through the word spirit. So, really, what you are obeying, what it calls the truth there, is the law of the spirit. Of life. So the law of the spirit of life is the truth which you must obey
0: by, through
2: the spirit of life. So when you're obeying the truth or you're obeying the law through the word spirit of life, the soul will be going through what? Purification. Now, the, the end of that purification is unto something. It's unto what they call unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart, fervently. So to love one another with a pure heart, fervently. The word fervently, fervently, fervently means if if, if talking about a fiery love, a burning love, a fiery love, a burning love. So love that is fiery and burning is only love. It's love. Can only, such a love can only be generated from a pure heart. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So it's not every love that is fairy and burning. There is love, love to all the saints that someone has in the milk of the world. It's not a fairy. It, it cannot, someone can have that love for all the saints and still have impurities. It doesn't it will not have the fire of safety which this particular love that someone obtains by obeying the truth through the spirit will give to a person. So this love here is the love. So the coming into this love, the inheritance of this love is inheriting a fire on the inside of a soul is inheriting a, a kind of a consuming fire. It's called pure love. It's called the love of purity. Only a sanctified soul can love this way. This love, this is the love that cannot coexist with lust and pride, because, it's, because it's, the, the temperature of this love is too high. Love to all the saints does not have the same temperature of charity. Charity has a different temperature. Love for all the saints can be there with other things around it, because it doesn't have the, the temperature. It's not sitting as a fire. It's not every love that's sitting at a fire inside the heart of a person. But to get that kind of love, that fairy love, nobody can get that fiery love without purity. It is there is what we call purity of heart. Purity of heart. Purity of heart. Purity of heart. When you see, when a pure soul is loving, it's different. It's a different kind of thing. That pure soul, when that pure soul is loving, it's a different thing. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. So see, a soul loving without pride, loving without lusts. It's another dimension of love. That kind of love, you can't conjure it. do You get it the day you got born again. That love is the spirit of a life. It is the word, the spirit of a life. Let's see, First Timothy chapter one. Thank you, Father. Are you there? Are they there? say amen. 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 First Timothy chapter one. From verse one, it says Paul, an apostle of Jesus, of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our lord i as i besought thee to abide still at ephesus when i went unto macedonia that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than what godly uh, edifying which is in faith so do Verse 5. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of what? Good conscience and of faith, what? Unfeigned. From which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain what? Jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof the word they are found. Praise God. Now, this thing they call the end of the commandment. It's very clear. That this commandment here, the commandment here, is the commandment. Commandment. Commandment is is what is what is what you receive from the testimony right. when they gave Moses the testament. They call it the Ten Commandments. So, what is written inside the testament? These commandments. Uh, Do you see that? So it's very clear that what the witnesses were prophesying, what they were saying, are commandments inside the testimony which they were witnessing. Means that the the prophecy, so what was hurting, if any man sought to hurt them, fire came out of them, they consumed. What was releasing the fire was the commandment that is sitting right in the testimony of their witness. Amen. Amen. So what he's saying here is that the end, all the end is what what them commanding you is unto. What are they commanding the soul unto? The end of the commandment is charity. Out of what? A pure heart. It means the process of dealing with the commandment is to produce what? Charity. But not just charity like that. The the heart, if if charity will come out of a pure heart, it means the heart must have gone through purification first for charity to emerge at the end of the commandment. Amen. So that process of purification, amen, is the (coughs) is the process of receiving the witness which the testimony of Christ is meant to give to a soul.
0: Mm.
2: Now, anytime you hear the word obey, obedience, obey, obey. Obedience is talking about the, the right response of a heart to a commandment. So it means that a soul can only obey something which, they are so, which registers to them as a commandment. Now, it's not everything that you have heard that has raised that to you as a commandment. Now, things that, mean that what the attitude of someone, who, of, 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 of someone who is obeying, praise God, is to obey means that it's not something you wanted to do, really. Because if it's what you wanted to do, then you're not obeying anything. You're just doing your thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not obeying, it's just what you wanted to do that you are doing. But you purified your soul by what? Obeying obedience of the truth through the spirit. By obeying the truth through the spirit. That's how you purify your soul. So it means that it's not possible for a soul to be purified without receiving commandment for obedience. And it's not possible for a soul to come into this thing called charity or the process of inheriting. I'm just trying to teach you how does that flame of the sanctuary become a fire in your heart? How does it become your inheritance? Is that you, you must interact with the, with the flame as a commandment. As a commandment. As a commandment. Interacting with commandment is, a, is, a, is, a, is not the n- normal way. Interacting with God's things it, as commandment. It's not just the, it's not the default way a soul interacts with God. A soul is not framed to see what God is saying as a commandment. The soul is framed to see it as,
0: ah, that's nice, nice to do.
2: In fact, a lot of times the soul still argues with them. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? So one of the, the help that God needs to give us is for the laws of God to begin to register as, as a, as a what? commandment upon the heart. That, ah, I'm being commanded to do this. It's not just, ah, man, I ah, have all this revelation, though. You should sure know revelation is not commandment. Uh, revelation is not commandment. So it's very clear, revelation by itself cannot produce charity then. That you can have a soul that has plenty of revelation, but empty, bankrupt of charity. It has no charity and has no defense in their heart. So, the revelation a soul has cannot defend the soul. When the, we talked about the adversary of the soul and how it operates when it comes against the soul. It's, it's very clear that there's a way that the laws of God were sitting in Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel. That it was not sitting in the rest of the Israelites, even though they all had it at the same time. For the other ones, they didn't feel it as a commandment imposing upon them to not defy themselves with the, those delicacies. Praise the Lord. Something that is not a commandment to you is something that you will easily forget. When they take you to a land that gives an opportunity for you to act out contrary to what God has said. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So the ministry, there's a way God wants to shift our heart to begin to deal with ministry of witness. Deal with the ministry of witness. Deal with the testimony deal with the covenant. That this, is not, this is not suggesting of things to me. These are not just ideas that we can just sit around and play around. These are not, uh, you must, the heart must find the commandment. You must find the commandment. Of course, until you arrive at commandment and to do like they told to Joshua, I may mean, this book of the on not depart from your mind, but, but from your mouth, but you should meditate in it. What? day and night, and then that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written. I told him that this, is, this thing I just told you, if you guys will cross over into the promised land, this is anchored on this matter. If you cannot observe to do, say observe to do. Observing to do. Observing to do. It's like a posture. It's an attitude. So you're seeing, so it's very clear that who are those who are, who are who are fashioned to, to journey with commandment. They are mourners. Sober people. People who are who are who are weeping. Whose, whose minds have, have have come have come down. Have come down. The the, the attitude of observing to do is talking about a meticulous approach towards the, the light of the sanctuary. Towards the light of sanctification. That is the way you observe the light, you, and you seek for, you, you, you tell, talk to that light, ask it, command me, command me, <laughs> command me. It's not just, I want to just enjoy the sweetness of your, of, and just enjoy the, I don't like, just like, ah, I love how the voice of the Spirit of, of Revelation sound. I just like Revelation, I thank God for that. You know, you have to start from that place. We all started from there enjoy love, enjoying the world, receiving revelation of God. But after a while, begin to beckon on the word, I need commandment. It's so, you're so sure you're healthy when your soul desires to be commanded. That's a sign of a healthy child. I say, God, I want you to be commanding me. I want, I want things to be registering into, in my heart as things that I have to do. Things I need to do. Obedience. I want to learn how to Obey, 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 obey. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I will bless today. This is the only journey to becoming pure. Any soul that has never been commanded can never be pure. You will not arrive at purity of heart. And if you don't have purity, you will not arrive at safety. So no soul will end up being safe, except it has, been sub- it has submitted itself to being commanded. Out of, co- out of the law, commandments will come. Out of revelation, commandments will come. Out of the multitude of riches of the word of Christ, after a while, commandment will begin to Will begin to come. It's by commandment that they light the fire. As you are doing them, obeying the spirit of truth, you begin to receive your own inheritance of, of the flame, the sanctuary. And that's what will lead you. Keep your heart in safety. Amen. Just begin to bless God now. Just thank him and pray. Ibrahim to Kelly at Para Santo Libre Heta Car, O Manata Pari Ostipra Ataferi Caprahona, Para Soterien Amaha, Maha, 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 Maha. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Lord, you bring us all into a season of being commanded by you. Thank you. You bring us all into a season of obedience. We'll begin to see all the things that pertain to our sanctification and our purification. They will begin to register as commandment to our So things which you require of us. To do and to obey. An accompanying grace will come with those instructions to carry them out so we can inherit your sanctification. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the glory. Bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen